The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on this hour. At the bottom of the hour, it's going to be Megan Kelly, her own self. We talk about journalism. She says it's dead. We'll talk about why it's dead. We reminisce about CNN the way it used to be, and that's very interesting. Talk about her LASIK procedure She's uh, she had recently. And, uh, and a whole lot more. She's doing a podcast uh, now every day that goes up on YouTube and elsewhere. I think it goes up on Rumble as well, so go check it out on Rumble. Plus, she's live noon to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday uh, Eastern Time on uh, Sirius XM 111. I was on the show last week. She came on this week. It's a really good conversation today. Make sure that you stick around for that. And then in uh, hour number three, we're going to have a guy who is the Florida State Senate President. He's now running for ad commissioner in Florida. We talk about the so-called don't say gay bill, which of course is the parental rights bill. We talk about how Florida got it right when it came to the pan- uh, to the pandemic. We also talk about the, the food supply. He's one of the biggest suppliers of eggs to supermarkets down in Florida. Make sure you stick around for that. His name is Wilton Simpson. We get that and a whole lot more for you on your Wednesday. That's a hump day. Right, Carrie? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? Yep. Oh, we'll get it done. Sam and the hizzy. Hump day. Downhill the weekend from here. Let's go. Bust the move, Carrie. Go. No. All right. Look at you. Maybe next hour. Wow. It's the girl stand still. (laughs) It's a lady don't move. That's not a dance move. Yeah, can you cut a rug? I have no idea. Can you even oh, dance? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You don't appear to have any rhythm. I'm just saying. What? What? That's really rude. Well, you white. <laughs> can I say that? Is that racist? Well, I can still dance. Am I allowed white. to say that? No, you cannot. As a white, straight male, you cannot. <laughs> and Christian, I'm in big trouble. Yeah, you are the worst of the worst. Uh, if you missed it last hour, we had KW calls in from uh, Minneapolis every so often. He listens to the show probably every day, doesn't call in often. He only calls in when he thinks he can get me on something. And he called, there's always an interesting conversation. Uh, he's one of those who thinks that you can only be a racist if you have the power. That's not true. Um, anybody can be a racist, depending on how you treat other races. It, it's really kind of simple. And when I, when I pointed that out, that it's one of the definitions, it doesn't just have to be the, the party in power or the, the race in power. He said, well, the langu- what language was that written in? He said, English. Well, that proves probably a white guy wrote that word. So, Carrie, that proved that I was wrong because the white guy mm, wrote the word. Right. Okay. I mean, come on, man. I mean, if you have to go back to the origins of, of language to prove your, your point that you're losing, it's not going to work out for you. All right. So, uh, be doing a little bit of traveling soon. And I uh, was looking forward to this mask mandate being gone. I guess it's gonna, it was going to end uh, April 18th or something uh, or 17th or 18th. I'm like, yeah. No more mask mandate on the planes. It was kind of stupid to begin with because you've got a, a ventilation system on a plane that's going to filter out any, any coronavirus anyway. And masks don't really do anything other than make you look silly and give them the power and control to make you wear a mask. So um, I was excited about that. And then the CDC had something to say about it. Carrie, what do you have? From the Hill, the Biden administration will extend the federal mask mandate for all transportation networks through May the 3rd, 15 days after it had been set to expire amid a new coronavirus surge fueled by the BA2 variant. 
The Transportation Security Administration's mask mandate for travel on airplanes and airports, on buses and on rail systems was set to expire on April the 18th. The two-week extension is from an order by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention based off the rising cases from BA2 since early April. In order to assess the potential impact the rise of cases has on severe disease, including hospitalizations and death and healthcare system capacity, the CDC order will remain in place at this time. At CDC's recommendation, TSA will extend the security directive and emergency amendment for 15 days through May the 3rd, 2022, as CDC spokesperson told The Hill. So I have it right. The Biden administration has extended the mask mandate that I think is already illegal because the CDC has given guidance extending it for two weeks because of the the upsurge or the uptick in coronavirus cases. Mm -hmm. The CDC does not make any law. CDC is not Congress. They are not sending it to the president for a signature. The CDC can only give guidelines or guidance or recommendations. And for some reason... This administration has decided the CDC doesn't want um, Title 42 anymore, which is, of course, the, the, the ordinance, the title, the law, the way of doing things that stopped somebody who was sick from coming across the border and staying here. We just send them right back. That's going to go away soon. But the same CDC says Americans who fly on planes, or I guess anybody who flies on planes, has to mask up because of the uptick in coronavirus cases. Do I have it right? Yes, you do. So the Centers for Disease Control cannot make law. They can offer recommendations, then policy is then taken up by the administration. It's time to sue their pants off. I want them to be sued until their pants are off. Because at some point, we have to realize that Congress makes the laws. You want a mask mandate on planes? Congress should pass a law that says you got to wear a mask on planes. And the president has to sign it into law. Then, then they will be liable. They'll be responsible for their vote. Well, your representative or your senator or the president decided to sign a law, put a push a bill, sign a law, and then make us wear masks. And now if it's a law, then you've got Ken Paxton here in Texas and other attorneys general across the United States can sue and say, no, 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 the courts now have to decide if that is a viable law that's constitutional, and I don't think it is. It just bothers me so much that they keep on doing this. And they keep on doing it because they don't want us to talk to each other. But they're in a real pickle right now, the left. And I think I I talked to to Megan about this today. They're in a real pickle. It might have been actually with Wilton Simpson. The pickle is this. The left wants the power and control. They want central government to be overwhelming and tyrannical. They want it to be sort of like a monarchy. They want to say that we're the minions and we're the subjects, and they are the bosses of us from cradle to grave. That's what they want. But, oh yes, but, and there's a but. They also want to get reelected. And to get reelected, you need to pretend like you're for freedom and liberty. We had this um, Senator Hassan from like New Hampshire or something yesterday. Did you see this video, Carrie? She's standing down by the wall on the border. Mm-hmm. And she says there are gaps in the wall that could be yeah. easily addressed. So wait a second. She wants to build the wall? She's a Democrat senator from New Hampshire. That's weird. Then Cinema's talking about immigration and we have to keep Title 42 in place. Who's a Democrat from Arizona? You've got Democrats pretending they want more freedom and liberty, that they want mask mandates to go away. You've got people in cities like New York and Chicago, Philadelphia saying, yeah, we probably should take the masks off. No more Vax cards either. That's kind of crazy. 
because it's an election year and they want to keep the power. And once they keep the power, suddenly Fauci, who the other day said it should be up to the individual. What? It should be up to the individual. Really? This power and control guy, this little Napoleon wannabe? Well, that's what he's going to say now until the election. And if the Democrats were to keep power, then they would say, oh, darn it. Look at that. We've got a new variant. We better keep you guys in masks. We better keep you guys vaccinated, which isn't really a vaccine. We better keep you guys, you know, getting this shot or else you can't eat. You can't mix with the public. You can't do this, that, and the other. Oh, by the way, I don't have the video queued up, but your girl, um, <laughs> Joy Behar, over there, you see what she had to say today? Mm, no, not my girl, but I did not. Your girl, uh, Joy Behar, decided, now how's she not your girl? When did that stop? She was never my girl. Actually. She wasn't your girl? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Joy Behar has made the decision that uh, the Supreme Court passes bills. What? Oh, yeah. See if I can find it quickly. I don't see it. It's not popping up here quickly. But, um, yeah, she's made the decision that the Supreme Court is poised to pass a bill that will go against New York state law. What? Carrie, listen. You've been telling me 17 years now I'm not very smart. I get it. <sighs> yeah, every day. Sometimes twice a day. There are three branches of government. You've got the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. The executive branch is the president, the Department of Justice, and so on. The judicial branch is the, the court system. Supreme mm-hmm. Court is the highest court in the land. And the legislative branch would be the House and the Senate making up Congress. Now, maybe I missed it, but in Schoolhouse Rock, I thought I learned when I was two, mm-hmm. um, that the Love bill that. is actually made up in the legislative branch. Yes. And then if it gets through both the Senate and the House, it goes to the executive branch mm-hmm. and if the president decides not to veto it um wasn't the song i'm just a bill i mean it was a great song Oh, i love that song yes yeah great I'm song bill on capitol hill yep yep, yep, yep. thank you exactly right you want to sing it you gotta get a minute no here. thank you i will not be singing i'm just a bill maybe i'll do, I'll do a parody on that one Mm-mm. all right so um we send it to the president the president either signs it doesn't sign it or puts it in his pocket it could be a pocket veto um if he does sign it, it becomes law then it goes to the judicial branch if people say that law is not legal. And then the court system gets to decide whether it is actually a constitutionally sound law. It's, it's kind of simple. But Joy Behar thinks the Supreme Court is ready to pass a bill that will fly in the face of New York State, poli- or New York State uh, <laughs> policy and, and laws. Now, I know that she's not really that educated because I've, I've met with her and I've spoken with her and we actually were going for a show on CNN back in the day. But um, this is just egregious, isn't it? But then again, yeah. you've got, you know, Whoopi Goldberg who thinks that, you know, Dr. Jill Biden would be a great surgeon general and the Holocaust wasn't really racism. Um, the, but people look at these people like they're the authorities somehow. Like they're, they're the not. journalists, actually. Right. Yeah. And they're not. Uh, so for me, I mean, it gets confusing for me when people start believing the crap that they're hearing. And now we've got the TSA mask thing that is not a law, it was not passed by anybody, wasn't signing the law by anybody. Yeah, the CDC farts and the Biden administration says, yeah, we better we better mask it up. And then we're just supposed to, oh, mandate's still in place. And then we'll get on planes and the flight attendants and the crew will say, well, it's federal law, you have to wear a mask. Well, guess what? It's not. It is not federal law. Now, they have the right to remove you from the plane if you don't listen to their rules. I get it. They can make their own rules. But don't lie and say it's federal law. 
because it's not. Your thoughts about them extending this mask mandate for another two weeks for some reason. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Megan Kelly, her own self at the bottom of the hour, so about 11, 12 minutes from now, you'll have Megan on the program. Uh, you can also watch, and I do something silly if you wanted to watch, uh, by going to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and then click on uh, Watch Now. Click on Watch Now, and you'll be able to, guess what, watch now. That'd be kind of neat, right? Go and check that out. Make sure you do. Uh, in the meantime, got to tell you about uh, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You know, a thunderstorm rolls through whatever's in the air. It knocks it out of the air, and then it leaves this fresh, clean smell afterwards. That's what this Eden, this Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier does. It's got proven oxy technology. It destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. Freshens your entire home, gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and a whole lot more. Over 200,000 of them have been sold. It works very well. We've got them in our house. We've got a couple of them, and they work very, very well. I can always, I can always tell where it's been placed on a certain day because you can smell the difference in the air quality. It's really, it's really pretty great. No filters to buy. Never breathe dirty air again. Takes up no floor space. You plug it right into the outlet. It's almost silent. Great for use in the bedroom. Um, I want you to go and get yourself some of these and save a bunch of money right now by going to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three. Save 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS3. Save $200. Shipping is free as well. Get this done and get it done right now. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. A new poll came out. Carrie, do we know who's got a lower approval rating between the president and the vice president nationally? Do we know that off the top of our heads? Well, I want to say I saw President Biden's today, and one had him at 41%. And I think Kamala Harris nationally at, at one poll about a month ago was like 28%. But this is specifically in California right. where she's from and where she, she was the attorney general. What do they say? From the Daily Mail, even Americans in Kamala Harris's home state of California are not happy with the job she's doing as vice president, with nearly half disapproving of her time in office. Only 35% of California voters approve of Harris's performance, while 45% disapprove. That's according to a UC Berkeley Los Angeles Times poll. The numbers this month are an even further dip from the figures in February that show the vice president at 30% approval and 46% disapproval. Those with no opinion on the matter increased 5% in two months, from 15% in February to 21% in April. President Joe Biden's slightly uptick from February to April has not transferred over to his number two. At the April poll taken among 8,676 Californians between March 29th and April 5th, it shows that 50% of registered voters in the state approve of the job Biden is doing as president, while 46% disapprove. I mean, those are high numbers for him in California, to be honest. Um, but, you know, what would it be like to be Kamala Harris? Maybe she's so arrogant she doesn't see it. But here's a person who nobody in the Democrat Party wanted to be the nominee. 
I think she got like 3% of the vote from her own party in the, in the primary process. And then she was added to the ticket because they wanted to say they had the first black woman um, to be the vice president ever or something. And it was a Democrat. This is only for like to check off a box. And then she's in the job and people almost immediately start quitting or she's firing them. They just don't want to work anywhere near her. Then she's out there making speeches that don't make any sense at all, just like doing word salads. She looks frustrated and annoyed when somebody says they're going to go to the border. She looks annoyed all the time anyway. Um, and it turns out, you know, this guy Willie Brown says, well, she slept her way to the top anyway. That's why she's anywhere. She's Montel Williams' former girlfriend. And she's not smart enough to at least put on, the, to put on a show. Not smart enough to at least go out there and, and make sense not make her people feel horrible about working for her. And when your own state doesn't really, what was her approval rating just in California? Is it 35? Uh, yes, 35%. Can you imagine? You're the vice president. You're, you're, you're breaking through the glass ceiling. You're the first woman of color. And I just think that term is stupid. We all have color. To be in that position. And you're just thinking the joint up. 35% in your own state, the, one of the most liberal, if not the most liberal state in the union, 35%? Wow. And then instead of her being somebody who's going to work to change that, every time she's near a microphone, she says nothing. Then she has an opportunity to explain what's going on in Ukraine and talks about how Ukraine is a country and Russia is a bigger country. And the one country wrongly decided to go into the little country. What are you talking about? She's like this... this entitled person who has been so her entire life and she doesn't realize it people keep telling her what you're doing and how you're doing it is not the right way people are quitting people are leaving people are anonymously saying uh, she hates biden and he hates her and they're, they're not even talking anymore i mean all of this stuff keeps coming out and she isn't even witty enough or have wits enough to to make it stop and do something the, the thing she did last week, she had some speech, some two-minute answer that didn't make any sense, and then there's a picture of her with no mask on around a bunch of people who are, be, are being forced to wear masks, these kids. It doesn't make any sense. Then it turns out she has this sit-down where she's talking about space, and the people that are there with her, these kids, are all actors, not even real kids, asking real questions. Listen, we get good ratings. The show, thankfully, is doing very well. We're adding stations all the time. Feel great about it. I'm very, very proud of, of our success. But if our ratings were taking a slide and taking a dive and doing worse and we're losing 10, 15, 20, 30 stations, I would have to reassess what we're doing and, and fix it. If you, I don't feel entitled to anything that we've achieved here. I feel thankful and privileged that we're able to do it. And I hope that comes through. And if it doesn't, I'll change something. But... She's literally, if she were in my position, she, she's lost 50, 50 stations or 100, and she doesn't seem to care. She seems to think, well, that's because they all have problems. It's not me. No, sometimes it's you, Kamala. Sometimes it's you. And, and I think that shortly thereafter, those who were selecting Biden and Harris thought to themselves, we might have made a, a wrong move here. Because it if it had to be a woman or it had to be a woman of color, whatever, there were several other choices. That might have made a whole lot more sense than Kamala Harris. When your home state that should be the proudest of you only gives you a 35% approval rating, a little over a third of the state approves of you, it should be a problem. Keep it here. Megan Kelly coming up.
Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always an absolute honor and a privilege to have Megan Kelly on. She, of course, the host of the Megan Kelly Show. It's Sirius XM. Is it noon to two? Megan, how long is the show? It's noon to two live on Sirius XM, or you can get it via podcast later or YouTube. And, and you put it up on YouTube. The entire thing was put up. I was really honored to be on last week, and I got very positive reaction to that. How do you feel about doing it? You are so smooth in that seat. It's as if you've always done it. Was there any sort of learning curve for you? Uh, sure. Yeah, a little. And I'm still struggling with figuring out how to take live callers at the end. We haven't been right. able to time it well, Joe, because it's like you get to the end of the show and you never know if you're going to have 20 callers or zero callers. And so it's like if you leave too much time and nobody called, then you threw a party that nobody came to. That's unexciting. Right. And if you don't, it's like we haven't figured out how to judge like how many are coming in. Anyway, in, in general, it's been super fun. I've liked the uh, live element because that's <laughs> are you mocking what? me? What do you mean? <laughs> No, no, I had LASIK 12 years ago. I'm just protecting. <laughs> you can still see the blood coming out of my eyes. The blood's coming. I what still was, have bloody eyes. What was the line the other day? You came out and said something about it's always, it's always hot and cool town or something. It no, was, it's always sunny and cool town. It was, it was so funny. And I knew that you were getting LASIK because I think the day before was when I was on with you and you had your glasses on. Yeah. And then the next day, I mean, it's like you didn't even skip a day. I mean, what, what a trooper. I literally did not how's skip that a day. I recommend out? it. How's it working out? I can see everything. It's actually wonderful. The only downside, literally the only thing that's that's a pain in the butt is my eyes are, they're not even bloodshot. They're actually like, it's not exactly Joe Biden debate against Donald Trump <laughs> where it was like, I can't look. Right. But it's not that far afield. So well, like the day after they were bloody, like the eyes looked yeah, bloody. Right. And um, I wasn't allowed to wear eye makeup anyway. So I just wore my sunglasses on the air nice. the next day and then on the following Monday. And now I'm back to just bloodshot eyes that look a little weird. They're making me look a little cross-eyed because all the blood's like on the internal part of my eye. I can see that. So yeah, if you're yeah. watching at home, I'm not like Steve Martin and the jerk. My normal eyes are coming back and they're better than ever. And you just just for reference, because I think people get this wrong. Your your eye color is a dark blue, right? You got it, dark okay. blue. Yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm a very green uh, eyed guy. And when I had the the LASIK, um, I had that same sort of thing. It looked like they were being pulled to the middle. That really isn't what happens. It just <laughs> looks like that because you're covering a white part that would normally be there. That's right. It's weird because I'm like. I don't even know how to fix this with like eyeliner. What do I, I guess I just have to wait it out. I you mean, a normal out. person would not be putting themselves on the air in front of millions of people, but we, <laughs> as we know, are not normal people. Joe. We are not. It's Megan Kelly. Go and check out the Megan Kelly show. Go to Megan Kelly.com noon to 2 PM on, um, uh, on, on Sirius XM. It's one eleven, but then you can go watch the entire thing. If you want later on on YouTube, which I do every night, let's talk about journalism. When I became aware of you, you had a different last name. You were, I believe the Supreme court reporter yeah. um, at Fox news. And I found your reports to be, so incredibly right down the middle and factual. That was something that you seem to take pride in. I took pride in that when I was a TV news anchor, and I won a bunch of awards for journalism. I'm now a commentator. So are you, but you also use journalism as I do in, in our jobs because we know how to do it. As you watch people who claim to be journalists today do this job, and in light of this subway shooting yesterday, they weren't even describing the guy's ancestry. They were just saying a five foot five, 170 to 180-pound guy be on the lookout. Um, what happened to journalism? What do you think when you see it? It really is dead. 
I mean, it's been dead for a while. And yeah. I think that's the biggest gift that Donald Trump has given us. And he, he gave us a lot of a lot of gifts in exposing corrupt industries and, you know, institutions we used to trust, like the FBI, for what they truly were. But right. but no gift was as great as what he gave it to us in in journalism, because he exposed bias. We all know that. But he he brought out bias that was lurking right there and just toying with us in a way that was really important to bring out because people needed to be exposed. You know, I mean, did you have any idea that CNN was that biased? No clue. I, I figured they were lefties, you know, and they were just sort of, that's fine. I don't care if you're a lefty or righty as long as you give me the news straight. Um, I had no idea how dishonest they are, how partisan they are, how much they hate the right half of the country. Right. It's a gift to know. So, it's dead for sure, but it's in a better place. It's sort of reviving. It's coming back from the from the dead in a new form, and that new form is people are open about their biases, even either intentionally or not. Yeah. And the audience now gets to make an informed choice. And it also opened an avenue for you, right? And for a Laura Logan or somebody like Sarah Carter or John Solomon, people who are actually covering the news. And then, of course, we'll comment on it after. Um, but but you actually give the story. Like like again with this subway shooter guy. Torre, I don't know if you know Torre. I appeared with him on Stephen A. Smith's. Oh, he's frankly, horrible. Uh, something like in 2007. I'm sitting on the set with him and like Judge uh, Brown or somebody, and they were talking of, in, in a way that I knew that they were anti-establishment, anti our founding, and so on. But they weren't so radical that it made your face hurt. Yesterday, mm. Torre tweeted, "No, no, no. I hear it was a black guy on the subway," as yeah. if. The ancestry of the guy was more important than 16 people that were injured. And Megan, it just it made me sick. I'm, I'm a father of five. I'm, I'm an American. I don't dislike Torre. I met the guy who was nice to me in, in person, but he hates me online. Yeah. When, when you see a reaction like that, that is not only normal, but it's acceptable in our society, what does it make you think? Torre is horrible. I'm, I'm sorry. I... I... I don't know Stephen Smith very well. I see right. the highlights online. But Torre is a nightmare. Everything he says is racist. I mean, he's like a Joy Reid level racist. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised because the media a couple of years ago decided to stop reporting the race of the suspects um, in, in any given crime. And it's like, well, it, as if it's irrelevant. Well, it might be relevant. I mean, we've had a spate of black on Asian crime over the past year yes. in the course of the pandemic. And they want to call attention to the fact that Asians are being beat up, but they don't want to call attention to the pattern of of offenders. Why not? It's not racist. It's factual. Let's figure out why that's happening. Maybe there's something we could do about it. Yes. Maybe there's some dynamic that can be solved. But it doesn't do, do anybody any good, least of all the Asian people who are being attacked, to just pretend this isn't a factor. Just ask them. They know it's a factor. And this guy, you know, like yesterday, of course, the only ABC News, to its credit, was reporting the guy's black. Okay. It doesn't mean all black men commit crime. Right. <laughs> we understand this that. Guy, people, this people guy are probably total did. morons. Yeah. You know, it's, so the, the news media and its wokeism has actually crossed over to the place of dangerous. And then we started seeing it w in the wake of, you know, when things were more radicalized and we were getting attacked more domestically by radicalized Muslims. Um, we weren't allowed to say their names. We weren't allowed to talk about the fact that, you know, Mohammed Abadu is not is like a, a Muslim guy. It's right. like, OK, they're not stupid. Right. So then they were like, oh, well, the protocol is not to say the name. Well, too bad. You know, I'll say the name of any terrorist, of anybody who's hurting the country. The only name I won't say on the air is a mass shooter because those people do it for attention. Agreed. So I'm not going to help them. It's Megan Kelly, the Megan Kelly show, uh, Sirius XM 111, noon to two. No, is it 11 to one? I keep screwing this up. Sorry it's about noon that. Noon to two, noon to two. Hi, I'm, noon. I'm in central time, Megan. That's why. All right. So, oh, yeah, so noon why. to two Eastern time, make sure you check her out and also check out the YouTube channel. Go subscribe right now. Get notifications when, when she posts it. Let's take it from that to, to the next level. The people that we, well, not me, not you, but that the masses seem to be trusting, like the women on the view. 
Whoopi, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg literally said Jill Biden would be a great Surgeon General. Her doctorate <laughs> is in education. Um, Joy Reid yesterday, not, not Joy Reid, Joy Behar yesterday said the Supreme Court is looking to pass bills that would usurp <laughs> New York state law. Now, Megan, maybe I confused the three branches. I don't think the Supreme Court passes bills. So when people look to them as the authority, or a Jim Acosta, or Joy Reid, or fill in the blank, as the authority because their heads are on TV, or because they can hear them on the radio, how do you counteract that when every sort of big pop culture group that you can name, whether it's Hollywood or education or, or, or big media or, or big sports even, are so woke, how do you counter that by saying, hey, psst, they're not telling the truth here. You don't. If you are so stupid, you are looking to Joy Behar for your news. You're beyond help. <laughs> I, I got nothing for you. Good luck. I, I hear you. Uh, like, I, I don't know. How can we possibly help those people? We cannot. Uh, no sane person is doing that. If you understand that as anything other than an entertainment show with a bunch of talking heads who are there to sometimes make you angry or make you laugh, right. uh, then you know you, you got to go spend some time with a shrink and self-reflecting and with your God and so on. Um, I do think that the more honest broker who gets confused by the news, those are the people who I'm worried about, who think, who still think CNN is news. Right. You know, they, they say, oh, I'm going to put on Fox or I'm going to put on MSNBC. I mean, they still think, oh, I put on CNN. That's the news. I'm yeah. putting on the news and I put on CNN. Those are the people we need to rescue because they've been misled for so many years. And honestly, in a way, they, they, they were correct for a long time. And now they're no longer correct because CNN has changed. It is not in any way the entity it was even 10 years ago, never mind 20 years ago. So those are the folks who we have to just be loud to and try to get into the ether on, like you're being misled. But I almost feel like the way that Don Lemon does the news now, even Anderson Cooper, even Wolf Blitzer, my imaginary viewer, Madge, who's in Iowa and she works all day and she comes home and turns on the news, she knows. Right. It's so on the nose now. How could you miss it? You know, so... I don't know if they're reachable, Joe, but I feel like as the country becomes a little bit more reluctant to go along with this weird wokeism and this transgender radical ideology and all the critical race theory stuff and race essentialism, they're just looking for alternatives. Like the marketplace almost dictates that they turn off Don Lemon. I mean, who wouldn't turn off Don Lemon that isn't a far leftist to find another sane source of information? And I don't know. I feel like digital media is getting getting so big, whether it's radio or it's podcast or what have you, that people are starting more and more to consider it as a source. And once we get ourselves covered more in the news, the magics of the world will find us. That's one area in which the mainstream and the cable news ops have us beat. Like digital news needs to get get covered more. Right. We have millions and millions. I mean, I was just looking at like Stephen Crowder, for example. He's got like five and a half million followers on YouTube. I mean, five and a half million. That's Amazing. huge. That's bigger than any show in cable news. The only time they, the news covers him is when he says something that they, they call racist or they call terrible. But he has huge influence. So we need to get sort of media people to start writing up the news that's being broken and covered and investigated in the digital platform. And then I think the influence will spread and we'll get the confused CNN watchers. MeganKelly.com. Megan with a Y, of course. Megan Kelly. Uh, uh, she's doing an incredible podcast every day. It's a vodcast because you see her as well. And you yeah. see the guests. I thought it was great with Dave Rubin yesterday. What's, uh, what's amazing to me is that CNN screwed it up so badly. I remember Bernard Shaw in that hotel room crawling yes. around reporting about Same. the missiles coming in. I remember this, the, the Scud Stud was out there reporting you know, uh, what was happening in Iraq. They were the world authority. We did turn yeah. to them for news. Why screw it up, do you think? I mean, they had the world exactly where they wanted them as the news source their their viewership now my radio show gets way more listeners than they than they get viewers on any given night why oh my God. joe okay can i tell you i just looked at the numbers this week last friday um 
I don't remember the exact CNN number. I remember the MSNBC number. The daytime demo, meaning 25 to 54 yeah. year olds, which is all you look at in cable news. They don't they don't really look at anybody over 54. Right. Um, it was just an advertising thing. So the daytime demo on MSNBC averaged 93,000 people. Households, 93,000 households. That's, that's, that's nuts. It. That's nuts. That, How do you, you survive? You cannot keep the light, the lights on in cable news like that. CNN Plus that they've made such a big deal out of. You know, Chris Wallace is over there and Jake Tapper's doing a book show and Don Lemon's doing God knows what. Um, <laughs> the, the, the news this week was that they, they've had 10,000 people sign up for it. Wow. 10,000. Are you? I mean, that's horrifying. The reports are that Chris Wallace alone is getting paid $10 million a year. Now, you don't keep a job that pays you $10 million a year right. for – a total of of ten thousand subscribers to the entire platform. Never mind who's watching your particular show. They've already said that in the first two weeks of that thing's launch, they're going to have to start doing layoffs. They said expect massive cuts. <laughs> okay, so it's not going well. Um, I feel like the the consumer is rejecting these absurd products. But I can tell you what happened to CNN because I watched that one. Yeah. I lived that one from you know just right across the the street at Fox. <clears throat> Jeff Zucker ruined CNN. I feel like he single-handedly ruined CNN. He came in, and the the irony is Jeff Zucker's not, he's not a far left guy. I like he likes to say he's in the middle. I think he's probably on the ideological scale, like a four, you yeah. know, a, a one being the hardcore left, a ten being the hardcore right. Yeah. Um, but he had a personal beef with Donald Trump. They didn't like each other. Trump kept attacking him. And it started off as a little bit of a love fest because he put him on NBC and The Apprentice and helped make Trump a star. And then he took all of Trump's rallies start to finish, which he did, never did for any of the other candidates. Right. Why? Not because it was ethical, but because it rated and his ratings were in the toilet. So he started to build up CNN's numbers like that and realized he had a cash cow when it came to the ratings in Donald Trump. And then his ideological base, meaning his newsroom, started hate Trump. Tell him they had a responsibility. He listened to them. Trump started to attack him more. It became personal for Jeff Zucker to try to bring down Donald Trump. He told his anchors to ruin their reputations. I mean, that's my take on it, by going out there and being more opinionated and making sure that they brought down Orange Mad Man Bad. And that's why we watched live the, the deterioration and the performance of somebody like an Anderson Cooper, who was a nice guy and who I always liked, but who lost it. I mean, he, he, like the others, Trump derangement center, Wolf Blitzer, same. They're straight news people. Like even Aaron Burnett, like you never think about Aaron Burnett. Like she was rabidly anti-Trump too. All these guys. And I don't get me started on Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. No, oh, the, the whole culture Done. there is disgusting by the way. And, and, but everything you said is, is verifiably true, but here's the question. It's a business. They did so much better with this guy in office. All you had to do is if you covered him even handedly, you're still going to give red meat to the left because he did plenty of things that the left Hated. Why ruin your network? If he wins in 2020, CNN isn't in the toilet right now. When he left, their ratings left, whatever they had left. You know how your dog comes over to you with like the puppy dog ears and all Gunner. he really it's wants is at our you house. To, yeah. yeah, you just want he just wants you to pet him on the head. Yes. That that's the CNN anchors. Gotcha. They they just want to be told that they're good people, that they're virtuous, and that as long as they're against this terrible, racist, uh xenophobic, misogynistic bigot. They're on the side of the angels. And so they weren't able to see things like, you know, Trump passing the violence against or the, the anti-sex trafficking act or the prison reform act, right? The first step act. They, they weren't able to see even causes that should be near and dear to their side clearly, 
right? And they were basically AOC in a newswoman's or newsman's uniform. Right. So for them, it's ideological. It's not just about ratings. If it had been, they would have been pushing for Trump's reelection. They truly think he and the Republicans are hateful racists. And it's good that we know that, but that's why they covered him the way they did. It's Megyn Kelly. Go to MegynKelly.com. Check out her podcast and her radio show every single day. It's amazing. Uh, one last quick question. I know you've, uh, you're up against the clock. Are we waking up from wokeism? I've got five daughters, as you know. I'm married. I, I, we love Disney our whole lives. Disney now has pretty much told us we don't really want you. We're going to cater to the 5% that's out there. Or, or are we waking up to Black Lives Matter, the organization, buying $6 million mansions in three different cities, one of which is in Canada? It turns out we're racist and we call them out about that. Are we waking up from woke? I think so. And I actually have a lot of faith in the up and coming generation. I mean, my kids, you know, 12, 10, 8, and all their little buddies. I just had dinner last night in New York with my most liberal friends. And they all have kids in these far left New York City schools. You know what they told me? They're all growing up conservative. Good. All all the kids are like, what? I mean, they go from like, it's Black History Month. Here are 45 lectures on Black History. It's Women's History Month. Here's 200 lectures on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. These kids are like, for the love of God. (laughs) <laughs> they, they're not stupid. Right. They get it when this stuff is being shoveled down their throats. All they want to do is hang out. They want to play basketball. They want to go to a movie. They don't want to be lectured about their periods when they're trying to watch a movie about a stupid panda from Disney. Or, 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 or what the definition of woman is or the fact that men are women if they want to go swimming. I mean, the, the whole thing is so confusing that I think people have to, if they don't have a wake-up call, our society is done. But I think our society is stronger than that, no? wokeism is doing more for the conservative movement than Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh ever did. It's, it's creating naturally, uh, identifying recruits amongst the young set who have had it up to here with the nonstop lectures. I think they got the Gen Z folks, but like sort of front end, but they're not getting the back end. And they're certainly not going to get the younger ones who are too smart for what's being pushed on them. It's Megan Kelly. Go to MegyanKelly.com. Check out her show, Noon to 2, Eastern Time, Monday through Friday on Sirius uh, XM 111. Check out the vodcast, the actual video of it, which is unbelievable. I love the way that you're doing it. It's so comfortable, yet it is so well produced. Thank you so much for offering this up every day and for having me on. Thanks for coming on, Megan. Anytime. My show is your show. You know that. Oh, you're the greatest, Joe Pags. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pags Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. If you missed any of my interview with Megan Kelly, don't worry. We'll put it up on Rumble after the program tonight. Rumble.com. Look for Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. All of my interviews go up there. My monologues go up there. The songs that we do go up there. So make sure you go check it out. I think 166,000 followers now or subscribers on Rumble, and we're growing every day. So make sure you go check that out. We appreciate Megan coming on. Another big hour coming your way. Do not touch that dial. It's the Joe Pags Show. Thanks for being here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.